Welcome to a world of exploration, thought, and discussion, sequentially through 156 episodes of Rod Serling's seminal classic, The Twilight Zone. Welcome to Submitted for Your Approval. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. Yes, a Twilight Zone podcast where I talk about, of all things, The Twilight Zone Today, I have a very, very special guest. I've known him for for a good handful of years, and he is an events director over in Ypsilanti, uh, I I think, hopefully hopefully I said that right, Michigan. He's also a student training to be a high school history teacher and a beginner podcast who still has yet to release his project, but is the co-host of the Married with Children podcast. I want to give a very, very warm welcome to Tyler Tigno. I wrote a song about you and here you are on my podcast. Welcome, Tyler. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I feel so welcomed. Yep. It's recording right. This is Tyler recording directly <laughs> from Ip Salanti. Not Yip. Not Yip. <laughs> no, no. Founded after the uh, Greek general Ypsilantius. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's he's the one who uh, t- uh, defeated those three hundred Spartans, right? Oh yeah, totally. And then hopped <laughs> over to Michigan to found a city on the back porches of Ann Arbor. Typical, mm-hmm. typical, typical generals. You know, they're always they're always hopping over to Michigan, dipping their feet <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, th- well. Th- thanks for coming on, man. We we've uh for for folks who are listening to this right now you and i we've been talking for the last 45 minutes to an hour already uh without without recording which which just goes to show you how fun this is going to be and how excited we are to to have you um how how is everything in michigan is it is it cold i i hear i hear there's a snowstorm of brewing uh in sep- in september are you kidding? We would welcome a snowstorm. It's been a <laughs> sweltering heat wave summer, and everybody's just waiting and waiting and waiting for the wet weather to get cold. Uh, I yeah yeah I have a I have a jalapeno pepper plant that I'm that I'm trying to grow, and I would I would love for it to just get to like a a seventy eighty degree without humidity, um, and I think everybody wants that, right? I think that's universal at this point. Well, I say, I say, well, you know what? I'm sorry if you don't like swear words on your podcast, but fuck those jalapeno peppers. <laughs> they they need <laughs> go. They can grow next year. I want it to be cold. <laughs> oh, God, I hate it. I work at, like, like you said, I'm events director for Little Caesars, but because of certain health things going on in the world in 2020, there ain't no events going on. So I'm rocking the the kitchens of little caesars in very very hot conditions and normally that's fine but i've never had to work a kitchen wearing a mask before ah uh, uh, it's so it's it's after 8 hours you want to just die is it is it, it but it's usually hot in little caesars kitchens right it's not it's not cold it's not usually cold in the little caesars kitchen is it let me put it this way man during the winter it stays around 80 degrees during the summer, it hits about ninety-five Ugh. to a hundred. Oh my god! Uh, I I don't I don't envy you then uh, that that pizza pizza establishment. No. And it's it, it's it's tough, but you know what? And you can't even like you, you can't even 
a complaint about it because, hey, I have a job and I'm considered an essential worker. So screw all my family members who have PhDs and masters who don't have jobs right now. I'm an essential worker. Yes. Here, here's here's to all the essential workers out there on this on this Labor Day weekend. Uh, you know, I there's there's an, there's other essential workers out there. Um that I want to I want to give note to, and they're not really workers. I actually don't know what the character in this 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 episode does for for a living. It's it's kind of weird. But uh, that- oh, Mr. Simpson, he's totally an essential worker. Like, <laughs> where the heck are we going to get coon hats? Like nowadays, we can't oh. get them. We can't import them. Yeah, good point. Good point. Well, you know, let let's let's let. Thank you for for giving me a a better segue into the actual episode, which is. <laughs> The Hunt. Uh, it originally aired in January of 1962, January 26th, uh, starring Arthur Honeycutt as Hyder Simpson and Jeanette Nolan as Rachel Simpson. It was directed by Harold Schuster, who didn't direct any other episodes of The Twilight Zone, and written by Earl Hamner Jr. That's right, Earl Hamner Jr., whose who's claim to fame for The Twilight Zone is is a bunch of, of kind of saccharine, sweet, uh, Waltons-esque uh, type type of writing he wrote eight episodes of the show uh he never did he never did anything else after the twilight zone not a single walton's type thing after the episode uh yeah i love looking in imbd last night while i was uh, watching the episode for fun before i watched the episode for work um i was like earl hamner jr oh as <laughs> earl hamner yeah that's what it says in imbd earl hamner jr as earl hamner I'm like, oh, I get it, buddy. You want to be your dad so bad. <laughs> uh, no, dad, come on. No, I'm a, I'm a rider. I'm a rider. Don't make me a junior. Grandpa, uh, please. Come on. Uh, go and shine now, son. But you know what? He did actually capture a lot of his father's wholesome, hypnotic, and just like if there is a style of TV writing that is akin to – the you know the, the the chill effects of marijuana it's the it's hamner's ability to just he literally makes your heart rate drop when his uh stuff starts playing it's just so nice and laid back which is very strange for a twilight zone episode yeah 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 it is uh you know uh well, well, let, let's go ahead and get into this uh tyler we we do ever since midway through season two we do this little game called You, Me, and IMDb Synopses, and uh, it's it's a one to two sentence synopsis of your own of your own devices, your own choosing. Uh, you you give me one, I'll give mine, and then we'll compare it to the IMDb version. So if you are if you're if you're ready, <laughs> let's, let, let's let's hear let's hear your synopsis. Okay, well I was thinking of one last night, and this is. This sound. This is going to sound more like a postmodern title of the episode, but it works as you know a one sentence kind of description, and it'll go as this: <clears throat> Why the hell don't all dogs go to heaven? <laughs> I was like, oh man, he better laugh. Come on, that was dry <laughs> as bone. <laughs> Uh, so I, I actually one of the, one of the things I don't normally do uh, as I'm recording is is I have a little mute button over here, and every time I'm talking to a guest, I, when they when they start telling me the synopsis that the, that they're saying, I, I start typing, and so you, so you hear like a little, 
on the on the on the, on the microphone. I'm like, you know what? Let me let me use the mic. I'll mute the mic and I'll I'll start typing what what he's gonna say, and then. <laughs> And uh, you surprised me with the why the hell don't all dogs go to heaven? And I started laughing and I looked over and I'm like, oh, no, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> the, the the microphone's uh, muted. Um, and so my my delayed wasn't because uh, I wasn't laughing. It was just I was scrambling for, where, oh, shit, where the hell did I put that button? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wanted hell in that because, spoiler, that's going to be a thing of this episode. And I was like, I wanted the term hell to be in there. And I was like, but I want it to be clever. How am I going to do this? And I just went with that one, too. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm ripping off of a good a good movie <laughs> title as well. <laughs> you know, here, here, here's what here's what I like to see in in synopses, the Yumi and I DB synopses. I usually I usually try to come up with just a really quick, short, witty thing. Sometimes it's successful, sometimes it's not. Um, and 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 most most folks they they go the route of well, let me you know let's be serious about what the synopsis is. What I will give you credit for is uh, you. This is a witty this is a witty synopsis that I we're not, I'm not I'm not normally used to. And this isn't to disparage all my other guests. They're they're awesome and they're. Their synopsis are always better than mine, but that's how that's how I do it. And before you tell me yours, I just want to throw it out to your listeners. I don't know if anybody out there, including you, has seen Deep Blue Sea (laughs) Three. No, I have not. Okay, first off, you need to watch it. And second, you will love this. So make sure if you decide to leave this in the podcast or not, (laughs) you remember to watch it. You'll love it because I. When I watched Deep Blue Sea 3, I pre-ordered it, so I got to see it the first day it became it aired on VOD, and there was no Wikipedia plot for it. So I was like, oh my god, I can create a plot. It lasted, I created a plot line for it, and it lasted a grand total of 3 minutes and 45 seconds before Wikipedia took it off. Uh, it was. It said... Deep Blue Sea 3 tells the story of three wayward sharks searching for salvation while trying to escape evil humans that wish to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, the one person of your audience who has seen Deep Blue Sea 3 is slapping his or her (laughs) knee. (laughs) Uh, You can hear hear it if if you pay real, real close attention if you... Just put your ear to the the speaker, or uh, or push your your earbud in a little bit further. Um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, see. All right. Well, I, I'm I'm af- I'm afraid to go into what my synopsis is because it, it's not going to be nearly as good as uh, an all dogs go to heaven reference. But it's four four words, like I told you earlier. It's going to be. Oh, I'm excited. My, my synopsis is never cross a raccoon. Oh my god, you're right. That raccoon's a murderer. That's what I'm saying. He's like I kept waiting to find out how that raccoon was gonna come back and do it. I thought he was gonna become an angel or it was actually Satan or an evil alien. I it had to have been something because that raccoon when it shakes himself dry and just walks away. That's a, that's I'm a like, that's a shady Duh. ass raccoon, man. That's a shady ass raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, IMDb uh, they 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 mention the raccoon in a more passive way, and they say upon returning from a coon hunt, 
Hyder Simpson discovers that no one can see or hear him because he has passed on. And, you know, I, 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 I'm going to say this. I don't always, uh, I, I think maybe actually I always say that IMDb sucks for their synopsis, but I want to say that it loses outright today. Uh, because one, you never cross a raccoon and it doesn't mention anything about dogs going to heaven. Um, so to hell with you, IMDb. I, I think, I think Tyler, you, you win, we win this round. Okay. Well, you know <laughs> what? Uh, I am not a glamorous writer for the great IMBD, but I actually give IMBD credit for this because it does actually, it gives what I call the first part of the episode sure, and hides everything. The, the Cause, let me tell you. It was very easy to telegraph where half of this episode was going to go for me while I was watching it. I'm like, okay, I know what's going to happen. The second a certain thing happens where Mr. Simpson takes off his coat for a specific reason, I'm like, I know where this is going. And then when he's walking around and meeting people, I'm like, I know what this is doing. And then the episode, let me put it this way, when a fence shows up, I'm like, Okay, wait, what? We're going here? And I literally had no idea where it was going to go after that. And I like how the IMBD kind of keeps that hidden. Yeah. You're thinking it's just a ghost story, but it's so much more. It's so it's so it's so much more. It's such so much more. Well, well well Tyler, you know, let let's let's go ahead and get into the, the rest of this episode. I mean, what are your initial thoughts on it? Uh, I'm torn. Like first off, I love the, uh, this is me just personally. I love this kind of um, be- rule setting that he's in. There's no – a lot of Twilight Zones is all about like either military or urban life or the – a lot of family drama, a lot of interpersonal people things happening. This one was more nature-based and more focused on – on just a, a specific type of person who the actor plays very, very well and a very different part of American life. And for that part, I liked. But I can see why it would alienate a lot of people, why I've personally never seen this episode. I think I've skipped it in many of my watches of the show. So watching it last night was my very first time. Really? Really? I... Uh, th- this is this is one of the episodes that is, is on all the... Um, uh, the, the marathons, whether it's Fourth uh, of July or or New Year's Eve or Thanksgiving, usually oh, see, that's that's why that's different though, Brandon. Because I'm I've been a cord cutter for most of my life. Uh, I don't watch TV the way you old people do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's true. That's I, true. I still watch this on uh, on on uh, Betamax. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> just uh, just kidding. I don't even say they have it on Betamax. I should I should look it up. Doubtful, but uh, I actually know what Betamax is, so that's. That's showing my age. <laughs> but um, yeah, so my way of watching Twilight Zone was um, like I owned the box set a long time ago that got destroyed in a flood. Yeah. Um, I got it on Netflix and had it. It's now on simultaneously. It's on Netflix, but not all the seasons and episodes are. No, no. Um, if, you, if, you want, if you watch it on, if you have a Hulu subscription, then you can watch it on Hulu. Or CBS All Access, yeah. that, that as well. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And you well, get the new Jordan Peele one as well. 
That's right. That's right. Which I which I haven't watched except for the first episode. That's, that's another that's that's another story. Yeah, uh, CBS, pay us. We promoted you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um well, but yeah, like that's the but the hunt was always just one that I like it would pop up, I would see a clip of it, I would read it, and I'm like, eh. And boring. I would go to the next one. And boring. And yeah, boring. Exactly. Boring. And I probably would never have watched it if it wasn't for, you know. Uh, you ask you asking if this was an okay one. I I've been wanting to get on this podcast for a while, so I was like, sure, whatever, I'll do it. That episode, I'll do it. Fine. And last night it left me thinking because I had a. So this was me at the end because I don't know if you want to read the plot line after this or not. But at no. the end of the episode, I won't give anything away of how it's, it's, it works. It's, it's free. It's free flowing. We can go wherever you want. Uh, Good. So at the end of the episode where he actually makes it to heaven. I'm just like, Oh, come on. Boo. (laughs) But then I stopped and thought, Hmm, that actually is clever. The idea that you would be tested after death. And they technically didn't screw around with you. He never, uh, one of my favorite lines is, so you must be St. Peter. I'm the gatekeeper. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's Using because he uses prop the right form of English. Like he is not. It's a misleading, misleading way, but it would uphold in a court of law. Like he did not answer definitively. Yes, I am St. Peter. He interjected what he really was and answered uh, appropriately a question that he created rather than answering the question that Simpson asked. That is such devil speak, which is appropriate <laughs> for where he was. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I watched it again earlier today and that's, that's the line that that's a line that jumped out at me was his, his very, very quick, very, uh, you know, clever way of just being like, yeah, I'm the gatekeeper. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, and no, a, not St. Peter. Exactly. And, and another thing that popped up to me during that whole gatekeeper scene, which is probably one of the creepiest things I've ever seen in my life, because uh, I've rewatched that scene with the gatekeeper about four or five times. And every time I'm watching it, the very first time I'm thinking, because I didn't question it. Of, okay, this is all right. This is uh, another imagination of St. Peter at the gate, a literal gate, and there's heaven down the way, which looked, by the way, that dusty road with the fog looked like the road that the Civil War, dead Civil War soldiers were walking. Yeah, on, on the passerby. You yeah. thought about that too? Like, like, oh, this is the road. Be even more like building on their own continuity. And I never questioned it. But as the gatekeeper is doing this whole I tell you what why don't you go in there and i'll shove the dog under the fence it's not what i'm supposed to do but i but you know what it's like okay he's really just trying it it seemed to me i was like man is this a commentary on christianity where it's all about like Oh, we're going to, we got to get you. There's a quota system. We got to get you into heaven. Once we get you in there, then you're hooked and stuff like that. Like it's using religion as a drug. And I don't like when people who are, uh, you know, 
who are against Christianity use that as a, uh, oh, it's ju- heaven's just like a reward on a stick. I don't <laughs> like that. It's a very cheap shot. But that's where I thought they were going. And then when I found out who exactly that gatekeeper was, I'm like, oh, that's actually some good telegraphing because that's what I that's the image I got. I'm like, why is he trying to sell this like it's a weird timeshare? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, that that little that little piece, uh, not 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 where the 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 gate led, but there's that little piece where you're talking about uh, uh, heaven as a carrot on a stick. It, it, it's interesting because a little bit earlier, uh, when when um, when Hyder is realizing that that he's dead and he's in the house and and his wife Rachel is there and uh, she's talking to the, the pastor and and she she was saying you know or he one of them was saying yeah we know that he wasn't heavy on the church he wasn't a big believer but appreciate that you would still give him a proper christian burial that's a walton reference by the way if i've ever heard one really explore that for me a little bit what do you mean by that okay so uh fans of the waltons will know that the walton family uh was in virginia um the mother was a baptist very, 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 very strong on the Baptist uh, faith on the idea of, you know, the rites uh, following baptism. Obviously, they're called Baptists and kind of going back to the old Catholic ways. Um, Catholics and Baptists tend to have a lot of things in common. So whereas the main Protestant idea of Christianity is God knows your soul. If you are a good person, you're going to heaven. Whereas Baptists and Catholics go, okay, well, were you baptized? <laughs> oh, you weren't going to hell. So it, that sounds very, very kind of silly, but from the Walton's point of view, there are many episodes where the Walton mother is imposing her strict religious beliefs on her children. It's not out of uh, communal recognition from the community. It's her absolute fear. If you reach the age of reason and have not been baptized, I will not be get be with you in eternity. And so it's a real fear. Mm. And it's a very popular fact of the Waltons. The dad did not go to church. He chose not to. He went fishing. He worked on the, he worked in the mountain uh, uh, with the lumber mill. He worked with his hands. And many times, because uh, he would force his children to go, he's like, your mother said to go to church. You're going to church, boy. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Dad, how come you aren't going to church? And he's like, when they're, and it's really great because the Waltons has a very good setup of that. With the younger, younger children who aren't teenagers, he'll be like, mind, he's like, don't you mind me, now go to church. When they're teenagers, he'd be like, can I ask you something, Dad, as a man-to-man? Okay, son. How come you don't go to church? And he'll go, well, this is a direct words from the, from, the, from the show, and I loved it. I don't feel like I need a building and a man who is well-trained and well-educated and learned to read through a book and tell me about God. I feel I can find God out here in the mountains and in my heart and the whistling of birds and the sounds of the water. I just don't feel like I need another human to tell me I've been blessed. 
I feel like I would know if I was blessed. But it's important to your mother, so get your ass to church. <laughs> like, it's a very great concept. And I think Earl Hamner, I don't know anything about Earl Hamner's life growing up, but I think that might have represented his own parents and where there is a strong sense of religion brought from possibly the mother and were highly influenced by the father. But at the same time, your dad didn't go to church and your mom can't order him. Yet he is on the side of your mom to make us go. <laughs> it's a very interesting thing. And I see Mr. Simpson as portraying a lot of John Walton Sr.'s um, aspects. Yeah. I, you know, I that, that that's really, really, really interesting. I, I admittedly have, have I've heard of the Waltons. Uh, I've shopped at their stores. Just kidding. That's a Walmart joke. Uh, I, I, I've heard of the Waltons. I've never watched an episode of it. But what's really interesting to me, and, and I, I didn't really put this together at all, but the fact that whether or not this this man is is an atheist or agnostic or um, not not a Bapt- uh, Protestant is, is the other one you said, right? Oh, he was most the way they're talking and from where they're supposedly from, mountainish Appalachian people, most definitely Baptist. Okay. Okay. Uh you know, that that Earl Hamner who who wrote this episode uh has it has this character who is is not is not a you know not practicing religion in, in any way shape or form. Like he may believe, he may be spiritual, but he's not he's not openly practicing not going to, you know, a building. And uh you know for 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 me, I I I I am an I'm an atheist and I don't I don't believe, but what I, but I, what I always say is like those who do believe I, I, I support them. I, my goal in life is to be a good person and to do good things. And if I'm wrong at the, at the day of my death and I, I die, I find out I do have a spirit and that spirit goes somewhere. My belief is that if there's a, if there's a being out there or a place that they would say, ah, yeah, you, you did, you did good. My boy, <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you weren't a piece of shit. You weren't a piece of garbage and yeah, you didn't believe in me. Uh, but I'm not going to penalize you for that because how can you be sure? How can you be sure? You know what? Uh, come on in, come on in, uh, have a, have a IPA. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What was Surprisingly it? enough, Brandon, you're, as you just stated, uh, atheist views, um, your your establishment as an atheist, the way you just described it is actually very in line with many forms of pro- Protestantism. And by the way, I should just throw it out there. Uh, you mentioned that I'm trying to become a history teacher. The way I'm studying history in college is through religion, legends, myth, and spiritualism, and the search for ultimate reality in different cultures. It's the way I've chosen to research a culture's history is by researching its religious and spiritual uh, beliefs and settings. I find you understand a culture more intimately when you believe how they believe in ultimate reality more than anything else. And I've studied the American system of religion is wrought with um, Protestant, with uh, views of to, to, to study American history requires you to study Christianity 
and religion because it's so intertwined. And even by you saying you're an atheist means you had to decide that, you had to weigh the beliefs, you had to counter against them, and you had to come to that conclusion um, by their, your sheer rejection, by the, effect, the act of your rejection is establishment of your relationship to religion, specifically yeah. Christianity. Right, yeah. I, I mean, I, I was baptized Catholic, so it, it's, it's been the quickest way for me to find uh, unfaith, basically. I found that more people who say they're <laughs> atheists tend to start with Catholic or Baptists. It's, it's, it's funny. It's like, they never seen, uh, I don't <laughs> seem to find too many people converting towards baptism or, or Catholicism. It's usually the other way around. They're usually leaving. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, it or you know or or, or finding going from Catholicism to other forms of it, uh, you know I, I don't I don't I don't talk about this this piece too much in on, on the podcast, but uh, this is a heavily religious episode, <laughs> so it kind of fits. When when I joined, uh, I I joined joined the Air Force way back in in two thousand and one, and. Uh, when oh I, God, two thousand and one yeah. Air Force. Yeah. yeah. Like wait 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 what what month? Uh, to, uh, September twelfth, January. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I I joined when there wasn't a war going on. Uh, anyway, we're uh, all good. It's not, nothing bad's gonna happen. Nothing. Those twin towers will be there forever. <laughs> nothing bad is gonna happen. This is this is all gonna work out. And I'll just get out in four years after I get uh, college. <laughs> uh, nope. But uh, I, I went to I went to basic training and. Uh, one of the things I, I rapidly found out was I can go to, to church on Sunday and I can go to multiple masses. So I, I, I could go to, I went to Catholic mass and then I'm like, you know what? I can stay an extra hour and I'll stay for a Protestant, uh, Protestant mass. Um, and then also Saturday I can get out of the dorms and then do Wiccan mass. Uh, really I was, I was using it for my own personal gain. We don't need to talk about that. You engaged an age old practice of relig- of Christian children who now use homework as that <laughs> excuse of uh, like all right like we're going to have family time no 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 I can't I have biblical passages to read <laughs> I can't yeah can't do that. the the thing that the parent cannot argue about <laughs> can't, can't can't be in the dorms right now i've got to uh gotta go to gotta go to wiccan mass right now yeah i've got i've got uh, there's there's uh, sorry it's the church it's church stuff and that's immediate like oh okay well i have to respect that I have to respect right. <laughs> but what what uh, the wiccan mass aside the the, the protestant piece as someone who had always gone to uh, Catholic church as a kid, you know, very, very structured, very, uh, very ceremonial, you know, every, there, there are actions for specific things and uh, kneel now, stand up now, uh, praise be to God, this, uh, peace be with you, all that type of stuff. And then to go to like where we're now, we're, we're singing and we're uh, doing, it's, it's, much more free and kind of free flowing and, and it's not as strict. That was, that was an odd kind of uh, juxtaposition for me in, in that piece. Um, and, and I think for a lot of people, it, it, it can be like that, especially if you are very strict to this, like, Oh, there's, there's a, a more open way to, uh, to, 
to offer uh, praise and um, prayer to to your God, you know. And that's a very prominent thing and why the Twilight Zone specifically it, it invokes American life works so hand in hand with religion, even though it takes on a supernatural kind of element towards it is the fact that with American Christianity, it's very intimate and it integrates in all forms of civil society in ways that you may not even notice or realize when you walk down the street or conventions that we have. Um, One of the things that's very important to remember is that with, um, with many forms of Protestantism, the thing that separates and by the way, when I say Protestant, I mean non-Catholic. When you say Protestantism, and there's Episcopalians, Baptists, Methodists, Presbyterians, um, Evangelicans, uh, you name it. There, if you've heard of all of these, they're all branches of Protestantism, and basically all people, all Christians who reject the teachings of the Catholic Church. And if you can trace it down to two, uh, the difference between mainly one thing is how you look at sin. So in Catholicism, Roman Catholicism, sin is taught as a punishment, as a thing you did wrong, like a speeding ticket or a misdemeanor, if you want to use the court uh, views. And you need to be, you, you did wrong, therefore you are punished. In Protestantism, not so much in the Southern Baptist route. That's almost identically Catholic when you get right down to it. Um, if you go to the more of the liberal Methodists, uh, in liberal Protestantisms, Methodist, Presbyterians, and whatnot, and you ask a minister or a reverend to there, what would you describe sin as to somebody who's not a practicing Christian? The sin is anything that you do that takes you away from God, whether intentionally or unintentionally, separates you further from God. So sin is not something you did wrong. Sin is something that is that you have done that is going to separate you from God. And that is why pride is the number one deadly sin. When you have pride in what you're doing, and you feel you feel a sense of accomplishment in your abilities. Well, guess what? Those abilities, everything you have, is only because God gave them to you, and you are forgetting that. And to forget that means to pretend he doesn't exist, and that is wrong. A Protestant doesn't really say that. You should be proud. You should glory in these skills that you were given. And you should feel immensely proud and happy of the of that. But you, if you if you were like Mister Simpson here, who I totally believe that character built that freaking beautiful cottage that they're living in by his own hands, and now you should feel proud that you have that ability to do that. God gave you the strength and the ability to recognize and work with your hands and work with nature. Well. When you see somebody who's living in a tent and can't with one leg who, or something like that and he can't build his own home, you should feel an overwhelming sense of humility and feeling of wanting to help. 
And I think there's a great evidence of Mr. Simpson's very strong Protestant views when he meets, as a ghost, the guys who are burying his dog. I paid very close attention to that. He is ready to shoot these guys (laughs) for digging on his property. The second he sees they're burying a dog, he almost, I see his hand, he almost goes to take his hat off. And he doesn't. Oh, you should have told me. You're burying a dog. Absolutely use my property. Please, is there anything I can do to help you? Like he recognizes the uh, the desire, you, the, the desire to help others and to do good shouldn't come out of the idea to gain favor in heaven. This was one of the main things that uh, started the cult of Christianity back in its development and branch of Judaism was no, you should do this because God wants you to. You should be not you shouldn't be good to people to go to heaven. You should be good because it's right. Hmm. And even though Mr. Simpson does not go to church, even though he doesn't read the Bible nightly, he probably could not even quote it, which many people in his time period would do. He exemplifies many of the facts that uh, local Protestants who would be watching this in the urban city would, at that time, would absolutely agree with, in my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry it, to go off on that huge rant there. But. No, no, that, 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 that was good. I, 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 can, I can probably definitively say that in uh, however many episodes I've done of this, this podcast, that's probably the deepest we've gotten into actual religion. Uh, and, 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 and maybe I would say that's a, I don't know if it's a blind spot necessarily because the, the people I, I tend to, to talk to or the episodes that we, we've tended to talk about haven't spoken too highly or explored too deeply that this, this notion of religion. We've talked about death, you know, we talked about uh, afterlife, but more in, in terms of kind of the creepy type of stuff. Uh, this, this might we're taught at a young age. What are the three thing? What are the two things you're never supposed to talk about in public uh, to boobs, avoid fights? Boobs, uh, politics, and uh, uh, you know how, stock stock market. Wow. <laughs> okay. First off, stock market. No one cares. Boobs. Everyone loves boobs. Every everyone everyone does. Everybody loves. Everyone boobs. does. It, no, it's, it's, it's unavoidable. It's, politi- it's politics and religion, and depending on where you were born and what time, abortion. Those were the three. Yeah. Well, um, the well, the two that have held since the creation since post Civil War has been politics and religion. Well, I, I, you know, I, that, that that's true. I, I'm, I'm, I joke, I joke about the things that we're not allowed to talk about. But um, <laughs> good, please do. <laughs> uh, but you, as, as far as as far as this show and the episodes that that we've covered, uh, you know, I, I don't think necessarily that we've been averse to talking about uh, about religion. I just don't think that uh, it has been. Maybe a, a, a primary theme or, or something that we, we could explore uh, as 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 naturally or as intuitively as, as we're doing now, which which I which I appreciate. Um, I loved this episode for that. And it's 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 true. I agree with you the same thing. To me, Twilight Zone is all about taking humans and putting them in weird ass scenarios. Um 
uh, all of a sudden you're on a planet full of people that all look like pigs and you're the weird looking one, <laughs> or you're in a world that's actually inside of a Petri dish, or you're actually making deals with a devil and calling your wife a potato head. Um, like, which is by the way, my favorite episode is submit your approval when you're, uh, w- when you had your wife on <laughs> like, you are a potato pancake. Uh, that guy, <laughs> such a terrible person making a deal with the devil himself. Even those don't, they don't go into religion because somebody who was making television back then wouldn't feel like you had to. It was just an agreed upon thing that everyone who's going to be watching this in American is Christian. Well, and yeah. there's no reason for us to talk about it. That's why I like this one actually sneakily does bring up those arguments this this episode this episode does something a little bit different than than any other episode talks about uh the afterlife where Mm -hmm. the afterlife for those episodes is is kind of a uh you know you you get you get you get the devil and and he's he's trying he's trying to trick you that that type of stuff well you you have you have hell in this episode trying to to trip up Mr. Hyder, Mr. Simpson. But but that doesn't come until the very what last 10 minutes maybe of of the episode, 5 10 minutes of the episode. That's not the that's not the focus of it. The the focus of the episode is uh he gets in a situation, he dies, he discovers that he's dead and then uh he's kind of coping with with that piece. There's a, a religious aspect of it, but they're not playing that as the um, the, the the herring or that that's not the right that's not the right term for it. But they're not they're not the playing. Herring. Well, no, I see what you're saying it's, for this, and that's where all my controversy with this episode. To the original question you asked, what were my thoughts on this episode? That last ten minutes, it fucked with me big time because at first I thought it was amazing. And then I was angry. And then I'm like, wait, because in 1962, in 1962, the last, and I'm talking about from the moment the actual angel shows up to the credits, I feel was something that Rod Sterling did not want in that episode and was probably forced upon him in the end i really truly believe that i from what i've read about rod sterling i've read some of his uh excerpts from some of his books i've seen interviews with him on youtube the way that man spoke and the way he i feel like he thought in a lot of the twilight zone really does seem to reflect a lot of what who he was i don't think he would have liked that but all right so basically we, we, we find we, we, out that we basically the angel tells him, oh, don't worry. You were actually at the gate of hell and your stubbornness refusal to go into heaven because you couldn't take your dog actually was a, uh, a Christian strength and led you to salvation. Because I think a lot of very, 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 very conservatively Christian people would have saw his defiance to who we all have believed and like i said i believed until the angel appeared that that was saint peter in this world that you are literally just giving saint peter the finger and walking <laughs> away 
they probably would have turned on that character and not liked it. I wanted that episode to end with him and Rip walking into eternity together, him refusing to accept salvation if it meant giving up his friend. And that is a powerful statement. And then they flip that and throw it away to him being like, oh, no, don't worry. It was a test and you passed. Here's this jungle heaven. And, and uh, but it, then I was like, wait, that was probably a desire of the studio at the time to be like, no, 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 no. We have to make it look like he wasn't being a sacrilegious person. So so in, in, in a certain sense, you believe that the the second part of the ending where uh the angel who doesn't like flying he likes walking as a matter of fact uh actually cheapens the the message of 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 the episode it seems so inserted it doesn't seem fleshed out unlike that gatekeeper which that was a very intimate scene we lasted a long a good chunk of time with him we really got to feel uncomfortable just as I, I don't know about you, but I felt uncomfortable with that gatekeeper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I did not know where it was going. First time I watched it. So I was that gatekeeper was making me uncomfortable. Sound like an insurance salesman or one of those payday loan people trying to swindle me out of my money. And I'm like, no, 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 no it, just just please go away. OK, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. In a couple hours, I'll, I'll, I'll sneak him in. I'll, I'll sneak rip in. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Let me hold them for you. You just go in and check out and see if you like it in there. Like you shouldn't have to sell heaven as a concept. Like it's pair. It's supposed to be paradise. You shouldn't have to sell paradise. And yet this guy is, and it's making me uncomfortable, which I'm immediately thinking, Oh man, Sterling, you son of a bitch. You are totally doing it. You are totally bringing up heaven on a stick being as a thing to like, uh, you know, like bring in the sheep at blind sheep and everything and not valuing your strength. And when he says no, like my, one of my favorite lines is after he's told, Oh, I'm sorry. That dog can't come in here. Simpson goes, there ain't no ticks on this dog. (laughs) (laughs) He's so defensive. Like, yeah, if it's too highfalutin for rip, and it's too fancy for me. That's right. That's right. And, and I, I think nowadays a lot of people would have agreed with him. I know a lot of dog lovers would be like, screw you, St. Peter. I'm sticking out in eternity with my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, we, we talk about Rod Serling a lot. And, uh, you know, he was a, a man of principle. And, you know, he had he had his principles and he was almost almost stubborn to that to that effect uh so when we when we look at simpson and he's 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 sticking to his principles he's being a man of principle and saying no my my dog is is my is my partner is my friend i'm not going anywhere with him and if it's too highfalutin uh, for him then, then it's not good enough for me uh yeah i i i think that piece definitely s- speaks to rod serling's uh, perspective on that on that piece um mm-hmm. that's and, sterling's idea for the entire episode right there being a man at the gates of heaven being told that his dog can't come with him chooses ain't no, to ain't no, walk eternity rather than give up that which is close to him ain't no heaven for me 
and then and then and then the the second the second part happens and and that's and that's where to to me that 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 whole the actual ending of the episode with that dude coming down is like oh no yeah that guy oh, you ain't too far off that is hell um is just it such seems a, like a kid's storybook like ending you know yeah, like yeah. it doesn't seem to fit the intense psychological and mental scrutiny <laughs> that comes on with episodes of the twilight zone which is one of the reasons why i watch the twilight zone i like when they uh okay how about one for everybody who ha- knows the twilight zone um a nightmare on nightmare at twenty thousand uh, feet ni- n- no 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 um nightmare as a child the mayberry uh nightmare is it something the terror on mayberry street um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah monsters are doing maple street monsters are doing maple street yeah like that one Everybody getting a uh, the guy who owns a bomb shelter built a bomb shelter, and then when the bomb raid comes on, everybody friends and neighbors. Oh. He's saying uh, the the wall the, the the happy days did a really good episode on that. Yeah, like that's the shelter. This is yeah. for our this is for our family to be safe while our friends and family claw on the outside. Like that's a very even now like. With like today's day and age, hoarding um, essential products in case of, you know, like, do we should we enclose ourselves off or should we care about the people around us and stuff like that's why you like Twilight Zone. And this one really makes you kind of it kind of like throws that idea of stubbornness and instinct value of instinct uh, this is a man of very little education uh, uh mr simpson in the show not sterling um <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh the man in the show the man in the show mr simpson himself like this is a man of very little education very low breeding i hate using that term but the way he talks the way he acts i'm sorry very low breeding here's a man who'd absolutely be like i ain't gonna wear no dang mask like that's all I was thinking about when him and his wife were talking. I'm like, oh, these are some anti-mask wearers if I've ever seen one. But he also could sniff out when something doesn't seem right. And or just doesn't seem right about that. And I guess like I really do believe it was some higher authority on Serling who said, you can't have this guy pretty much flipping off St. Peter. It's got to be, you've got to like come to the point where heaven and the good part uh, vindicates Simpsons. Cause I thought it was going to end with him and rip walking away into eternity together, which is so neutral and thought provoking. It would have had me like leaning back in my bed and just wondering about the world and the universe. What would I do in that scenario? Yeah. And then the angel shows up. Eh, don't worry. It was all a fucking trick. You passed. You're awesome. And don't worry about your wife. She'll be dead soon anyway. Enjoying you here. <laughs> well, that that, Liter- <laughs> that 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 part that part's the <laughs> worst. That, that part's oh, worse. that's good. Make her die quickly, please. That, like <laughs> that that is that is by far the worst part of the episode. Uh, I, I I watched it twice with 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 Chelsea, uh, my, my my wife, and uh, every time that part of the episode comes up, we're like. That is that's morbid. 
Like it's so it's, morbid. It's great. It's great. Like you'll be you'll be uh you'll you'll meet up again, but like oh she she'll be right along soon. Like oh good. Good to hear. My wife's going to die. Uh that's that's what I that's what everybody wants to hear. Well, no. There's a great uh I oh damn it. I forget what it was. I think it was a skit on YouTube or something of these guys where they were like a man shows up in heaven and it got really serious about that. Like what about my wife? Like he's in his mid twenties and so is she, she's like, well, I'm sorry. And this is an angel going, I'm sorry to say this, but your wife won't be joining you for a very long time. In fact, she's going to be marrying somebody else and we'll be having kids with them and you won't in them. And she won't be the same person. She has a full life to live. And the guy just goes after like about a good minute or two, just goes, Oh, Thank God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. And he's like, that's okay. You can say that here. Like, it's, like that's the better, like, yeah. uh, statement you should say out of that. Like, please make it so I don't have to see her for a long time. I want her to live that, and enjoy life. Can, can, can we, can we, uh, we're, we're going to, we're going to wrap up this episode here in a second, but let me just say this. If there, if there's a heaven and and so many comedians have have said it way better than I have in, in the past. Is like you know I really don't want to see a lot of those people. Um, you know it's fine. You know I'll look them at like I'll call eternity I'll, with your family. Kill me now. Like <laughs> it sounds like hell to me. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, need, I don't need to hang out with them that often. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, so just just as as we as we wrap this up, uh, do you have any final thoughts and then uh, a rating? Like, what do you rate this episode overall in whatever whatever you know scale of your choosing? Um, I'm totally going to throw one last thing out before I answer that question. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. To well, to to your listeners, just because this all this discussion got me thinking of a of a movie that did what I was talking about, like how I wish this episode had ended with him walking in eternity, turning his back on paradise because it wasn't the way he believed it should be. There's a movie that does this a lot better, a very, very um, underrated film. It's on. It's free to watch on Vudu, V-U-D-U. It's called The Rapture, 1991 drama mystery starring Mimi Rogers and David Duchovny. And it tells the story of a woman who, an atheist, who all of a sudden realizes the call and converts and has a child and believes the end is near and does and goes like, i'm not spoiling anything because like this is not like a oh my god thing it's more of like you've got to see it to believe it but ends with her like if, like her talking to her child mommy if we're, we we want to go to heaven and you die and you go to heaven shouldn't we just kill ourselves now and they decide to ritually kill each other. Like the kid shoots herself and then Mimi Rogers picks up the gun to do it and she can't. And she freaks out and has a terrible like crisis of faith. And then literally as the movie is about to end with her having lost her daughter in a jail cell for crimes, the rapture happens and the world starts to like, fall and break apart and her ghost of her daughter is like all you have to do is say i believe in god and i wish for forgiveness and she looks into the void and goes 
I can't. I already said F God for making me do this. And her, her daughter goes, do you know what that means? Do you know how long you'll have to be here? She goes, yes, forever. And it just fades to black and credits. That's a powerful movie right there where you are just like, no. Jesus, I say. <laughs> you, need to che- you need to check that movie out, Brian. I think you'd freaking love that where it's just like, it's like, no, I'm not going to beg for forgiveness. God should beg me. Like, bullshit. <laughs> and chooses to remain in limbo. Not go to hell. Just remain in nothing. Rather than blindly accept okay, cool, after I lived in silence for so long. And I think that's uh, that's where I think Rod certainly wanted to go with that episode, but I just don't think the networks would let him. Yeah, yeah. At that point. Jeez. So, Jeez. all right, the, I, the, I just wanted to throw that out there as a, because like, this that movie was hard to find until it became free on Vudu, yeah. and a lot of people hadn't seen it. It's fascinating. All right. So the, it's called The Rapture. What were your original questions about this episode? Uh, what, what do you overall, by the way, I wrote, I wrote down the, the rapture. David Duchovny, Mimi Rogers. Uh, what is what is your rating overall of the episode? Uh, whatever, you know, scale, uh, 9 out of 10, 100 out of 17 billion, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, on the way the way we do it on the show that I host, Married with Children Podcast, follow us on MarriedWithChildrenPodcast.com. Yeah. My own plug. Um, <laughs> the way we do it is we pick something from the uh, episode and we do it out of five. So I'm going to say <clears throat> out of five coonskin caps, I'm going to wear. I'm going to wear five. Five out I'm gonna of wear five? five out of five, actually, because when you get right down to it, Twilight Zone exists to make you think it to make you think to make you question your beliefs to bring up your own ideas and then sometimes either vindicate them or sometimes just stomp them into the dirt and make you really have to reorganize yourself and i still believe that that ending that last few minutes was not a rod serling desire but even if it was and if i did find out it was i'd be like well then what the hell is he trying to say with that like it it challenged my ideas of where this was going to go like like i said when he got to that fence and i'm like oh i wonder what this fence is oh it's saint peter oh yes it's him having to go to heaven and then when he stops him i'm like oh here we go <laughs> oh it's the dog huh okay all right okay dog all right well, he's going to he's going to be convinced. He's going to they're going to let him actually go in. They're going to value his love for his dog and let him in. Oh wait, no. And then he just walks away. And I'm like, "Oh my god." He just I sat straight up in bed and I'm like, "He's going to walk eternity with his dog rather than leave him." Wow. And then that angel shows up. I'm like, "Wait, what?" And it got me mad. And I think the amount of wait, what's what? quotes in a twilight zone episode makes it good and this one made me say it a lot more than most so on that note i'm gonna go with five out of five Five. it did its job five out of five coonskin hats all right all right right. i'm very warm with those on what about you brandon (laughs) um i 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with with four out of five coonskin hats, uh, and 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 here's why. Like, why are we already talked about uh, it, the episode taking a while to get to the, the twist piece, which was, uh, it wasn't. You know, it it was, it was kind of telegraphed, and uh, the 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 ham fisted the Hamner fisted angel at the very tail end was, was was not my favorite piece, but there, there were, there were parts of the episode that I really, really, really liked the, the interaction between Hyder and his wife, Rachel at the very, very beginning, just the, the love that he showed her and that she showed him and uh, the very, very natural interactions. Uh, he reminds me of my, uh, my, my, my grandfather-in-law who passed away a, a couple of years ago who was just a like all his mannerisms and, and how how he spoke just very like that he would say things like uh the those very like sweet uh snipes or you know kind of like they're they're jabs at people but they're they're loving jabs uh he would you know you do that to to me or like oh, you know what are you doing boy <laughs> that type of stuff um so that you know he reminded me of that you could see the the love and the the respect that people in the community had for him um without without necessarily uh making it too over the top so when he walked up as a ghost and the, the two boys were digging in the yard and uh before he even gets up there they're, they're talking about you know uh, uh rip not being just any dog or, or Mr. Simpson being, you know, it's not going to be the same without Mr. Simpson, all that type of stuff. They did a good job of that. And, uh, when it got, when it finally got to the, the heaven piece of it, uh, that's, that's where kind of the points start dropping down. And, and then of course, and angel kind of, kind of, Kind of killed it for me. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, four four out of five coonskin hats overall. And by the way, uh, I, I don't usually do this, but very very special points for the raccoon itself, who was just—I mean, it's just a badass. I looked up coon hunting because I—I I was like, is this a, is this a thing still? I actually knew somebody while I was in Korea. Uh, she, her grandfather was new, known as the, the, the coon king, uh, because of, of, of coon hunting, which is, is still a thing that, that goes on. And I was like, do, do raccoons really drown dogs? And it sent me down like a, 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 a rabbit hole or a raccoon hole <laughs> of, uh, raccoon hunting. Uh, raccoons don't drown dogs, but if they're, you know, they're, they're better swimmers than dogs. And if they're trying to like, you know, stay above water, then they might grab onto the dog's head. The dog might might inadvertently drown. Anyways, they're very smart. Like it's a hard animal to hunt. Like I think people when they think I'm going coon hunting is like a backwoods kind of like easygoing kind of hunt, like for fun. No, it it can take all night, and yeah. you can come back usually with nothing because unlike deer and other uh, and bucks and other like animals to hunt, raccoons are very smart. They can climb very alerted. They will avoid you. They can climb up trees or jump in the water. Look, do do yourselves a favor if you're listening to this. Go search out coon hunting and just you know learn learn a little bit about the sport. Uh, They do a lot. It's kind of like catch and release fishing in in a way. Sometimes they the dogs go chase raccoons up trees, and then the hunter's like, "All right, good to go." 
done. I don't need to kill the raccoon. It's just it's 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 actually fascinating. A little side note, Brandon. We didn't bring it up because like I kind of sidelong the entire episode for like for religious talk. Um, that the scene where Mister Simpson like when he goes to jump in the water after the dog. And I'm not gonna lie, I was I was feeling a little anxious. <sighs> When the dog wouldn't come back, I I am such a sucker for animals in peril, especially with older shit. I'm like, oh no, he's not coming up. Like, jump in that water. Why are you taking your coat off and your? Sh- Is he gonna take his shoes off too and put his bathing <laughs> suit on? Like, get in there. Uh, but no, like when he jumps in and then it starts bubbling. Did you think it was gonna be a death? episode when you first saw this i don't know if you remember the first time you watched it i did not i wasn't sure where they were going with this i thought they were gonna he was gonna wake up in another alternate world or some crap like that like in well, another place well there, there's there's an episode the, the the final episode of the twilight zone the bewitching pool also mm-hmm. also written by earl hamner jr uh, oh really? Yeah. Uh where they, oh. they, they jump in the jump in the water and then they end up in a different world. Uh so you wouldn't be too far off if, if that had happened. That's I, been ripped off by so <laughs> many television yeah. shows. The what? jumping into a pool and or a sphere or something and then or in a mirror and then being in another world. Yeah. That's what I thought was gonna happen. But when it started bubbling, my first thought was, Oh, that raccoon that raccoon was Satan. That raccoon. Or, can, can we look? We we there's there's an entire episode that we're going to dedicate to this raccoon here. This is bonus content. No, that raccoon is a badass. I mean, is it, he named in the credits on IMBD? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna look. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Raccoon uh, Esquire Junior. Hey, you know what? You're joking here, but um, the movie "It's a Wonderful Life." Jimmy the Raven, the Raven that's in the office of uh, <laughs> uh, of um, of the protagonist, is uh, is a IMBD credit with 135 credits to his name. Like, holy! So shit. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Well, God, I, I don't know if Jimmy the Raccoon got that. Got Jimmy that. Jimmy the Raccoon. Why do you keep? Why does everyone call him Jimmy? <laughs> he looks more like a Drew to me. <laughs> a Drew. Drew the Raccoon. Well, uh, Drew's his brother. Uh, not as many. None of, he's kind of like uh, uh, the uh, uh, Estevez brother. You know, the the lesser known Estevez brother, uh, Martin Estevez. Uh, anyway, okay. Anyway, uh, there's no. I'm, I just looked it up. No credit for the raccoon. Boo. He holds that episode together. <laughs> uh, anyways, hey, rest in peace to to Jimmy or Drew the raccoon. I don't he's, think he's still alive right he, now. He's a, he's a he's a badass murderer and uh he's going to be in the next uh John Wick. <laughs> oh shit. They 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 kill Oh, John Wick adopts the raccoon. And says, "All right, you will be a metaphorical replacement for my dead wife." Well, well no. Then, then John Wick actually dies, and the raccoon avenges his death. <laughs> John John Wick Coon. Oh no! <laughs> God help us! Like, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, Tyler. One one last thing that we do on on the episodes: choose your own adventure. 
it's uh, you know what what is an alternate ending for this episode that that you that uh you you would like to see or you can imagine seeing okay so my alternate ending and this happened after that disgusting uh don't you worry about rachel We'll kill her soon. Like <laughs> line comes up. I'm sorry. That is the only way I interpreted that line. She could be dead soon. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> like, we'll take care of that. We'll send the mafia out to do it. No, but um, like I would have liked it to literally be that that was St. Peter. And then that was heaven. And he chose to leave and walk the eternity of the fence with his dog. And it just goes to him sitting down and waiting and going like, Oh, she's rip. I don't even know how long we've been on this road. Oh, poor Rachel. You know, rip. If it was only one other person I could choose to be with me right now, besides you, it's Rachel. And then you just hear like, then you hear in the distance, someone grabbing like, Hyder, Hyder, is that you? Rachel. And they're like, I was at, and then they find out that Rachel actually did die and that she went and talked to the gatekeeper and said you wouldn't go, but and warned me that I would be walking the eternity and I might never find you, but I just couldn't go in there without you. So I went after you. And then they argue for a minute. I was like, <laughs> well, if that's where you're going, Hyder, I'm going with you. And him and Rachel and Wright and Rip walk the road of eternity together. I don't know. Like there's something very like simplistic and beautiful about that. Yeah. There, there's, there's a, there's a romanticism about, about that, that ending, which yeah, and, a, and a morbid one. I'm not, I'm not in like a, a very morbid one and well, a very I, like, si- like, I mean, deep- everybody dies. It, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a fact of life. <laughs> everybody, everybody, everybody dies, but you know, like you, you've, you've been, ta- you've been talking the, the entire time. Like, it would be more interesting if if he chose to walk eternity with Rip, and in the the ham fisted angel at the end, what wasn't a factor? And so I think this is an extension of that, and I think it works really really well to have Rachel also like be there and then find eternity. Because I, I don't know if, if you're a fan of Lost, but like mm-hmm. the whole like if you are if you're dead, time passes differently in in that arena. Uh, versus the people who are living still. So he, yeah, he could, he, and there's a there's a line that he says in the episode to Rip, like when he sits down on that log before the angel shows up, and uh, he goes, "What kind of heaven is it that wouldn't allow dogs and everything?" You know what? Let them sit on their clouds, playing their harps and whatever they do for fun up pro- there. Probably city folk. Sally City folk. <laughs> like, hey, fuck God, you, fuck you, you are Walt. This is a Walton's episode, no matter what. Like, oh, oh man. <laughs> but uh, but like, there's an, that line where he's like, where he talks about what what do you really think of when you think of heaven and paradise? And the most common thing is you get to be with the ones you loved. You get to be with the people that you lost, and. No amount of gold, streets of gold, or mansion, many, many mansions, and um, beautiful nothing, whatever, whatever it is, none of that matters. All that mattered to him 
was for him to have Rip. And I'm assuming if they had dare if they had more time to go into it, Rachel as well. And if those two things weren't being met, that's not heaven to me. Yeah. So why would I want it? And I think that would be a if Rod Sterling was making it now, I think that's how the episode would have ended. Um I he, what so just going going into my ending real real fast, I the raccoon wins everything and <laughs> becomes the rule of the world. This this was <laughs> this was going to start off as as a, as a joking ending, kind of, but but here here's the, here's the thing: like the the gatekeeper, the original gatekeeper, the first of the t- the two, uh, he was he was kind of iffy, right? But then this other guy randomly shows up, and then he says, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, don't trust that guy, huh?" Uh, you know what the thing about the devil you know you walk into hell with both eyes open <laughs> to me that second guy is much more indicative of shady as hell yes yeah much much way more indicative of being evil and conniving and uh tricking than than the first guy the first guy is very very straightforward he's like oh no yeah i mean dogs aren't allowed here like so to me, the, the the ending goes along the lines of the the first part was actually heaven, the second part was actually hell, and uh, heaven is just it's just a bureaucratic mess. You know they have lots of rules. You have to in order to get into heaven, there's lots of rules you have to follow, and there's only certain ways you can get in there. And they want to do well. Like the guy was like, yeah, I'll I'll sneak rip in or uh, I'll, I'll let him in a little bit later. Like because it's it's heaven, you know. We want to do we want to do right by people. Uh, I kind of like that aspect, that bureaucratical thing. It's, I've seen so many like cartoonish and sitcommy versions of heaven, and the ones that I always find affection for is like somebody whipping open a huge book and being like, "Name, uh, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, 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 Brandon." <laughs> Sorry, it must be an off week here. Flipping through, going to. <laughs> Ah, here you are. Uh-oh. You didn't follow the proper forms. When you set up your will, yeah. you didn't leave anything. Well, I never made a will. You never made a will? Oh, and then close the book. There's your problem right there, buddy. Well, Gotta it- send you back. Like, I don't know why, but I find that very affectionate. Like, it is a bureaucratical thing where you got to, like, it's like it's, it's like placements. Santa. It's like Santa Claus, right? Like, he's making a list. He's checking it twice. Uh, to see to see if you're otherwise not... they'll just let any riffraft in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exa- exactly right. So, so to me, the uh, this this the, it's it's a it's a story of a man who is beloved, who has had a good life and he's done really really well, and uh, his his stubbornness and his unwillingness to uh, uh, his, well, I, I would say his willingness to be like, oh, this person is is openly going to accept me and my dog into this place. Well, clearly that that's a, that's a heaven place to me. The, the skeptical minded Brandon is like, yeah, that's, that's a little more shady. I think than than having some rules to let me in. And there's uh, one line in the movie and the movie, the, the show that gives validity to the fact that it's an actual angel and not like you said, another snake oil salesman, which, you know what? I thought that too, for a minute instant, there's one line that he says that works with, and I checked it. I rewound it. The dog 
barking when he's trying to be let in by the first gatekeeper. The dog keeps barking and pulling him away. When the camera goes down to the dog barking, it is an obvious cut that could have been inserted post making of the episode. And it's like, don't you remember Rip like freaking out? He probably smelled brimstone and would have warned you. So it did look like the dog was un- not willing to go in to that first gate, but it was only because they showed a quick jump shot of him barking, which lends more theory to my idea that that whole angel crap was an, adi- an added on part of the episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll, also, I'll also say maybe Rip didn't smell brimstone. Maybe he smelled raccoons and he wanted to run into heaven to chase him down. But they already said because they they said there's no coon hunting in heaven, right? Uh, well, that, no, that the gate. angel said there's plenty of coon hunting in heaven. No, no, no in, in the in the in the, the first gate. The oh first, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no, no dogs aren't allowed in heaven. Therefore, you ergo no other animals would be. That's that, right. That that bothered me with that second one. There's where he's no, like, there's no, oh. there, there's there's a because here's the thing about coon hunting, right? Is part of his population control. You you hunt raccoons to keep the population down. Well, in heaven, there's no coon hunting. So there's there's a massive amount of raccoons and so rip smelled those raccoons and he's not barking at the 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 gatekeeper no 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 he's barking at the smell of just a massive amount of raccoons permeating the gate air that that's what that fog is it's not it's not it's not all the it's all the raccoon like aroma (laughs) it's raccoon scent it's coon gas (laughs) we figured that 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 to me that, that that's it uh, there's no other. There's no other if you're ever gonna make submitted for your approval merch, that's a t-shirt. Coon gas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I'm glad you mentioned that coon hunting in heaven because that angel one, which we're supposed to take from the episode that that actually is heaven and the more ideal version. He's like, how's the coon hunting in there? And the angel's like, oh, plenty good. We got plenty of coons for you to shoot in the face and skin. That's heaven, not for the raccoons. What no. the heck? Like that, that's that's raccoon hell. <laughs> I don't think of angels going, "Hey, when when can I like kill another heaven bear?" Like <laughs> God. Oh man, it would suck to be an animal. Like if you do bad things as as an animal, you go to you go to animal hell, which is just regular hunter heaven. These are all the sinful raccoons that didn't <laughs> yeah. like go to raccoon baptism, and now they're going to yeah. be hunted by Rip and Simpson. Yeah, what, like the raccoons who who cheated on their their husbands and wives, <laughs> <laughs> who didn't go to raccoon mass. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's this awesome. is adorable. All these images I'm getting are very cute. A little, oh, I want to see a little raccoon genuflect. Like, raccoon me with you. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> oh my uh, god. Okay, that's a good way to like probably go out, right? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think so. Well, uh all right, all right, Tyler. Well, thank you so much for coming on, on the on the show. Thank you so much for talking to me about about this Earl Hamner Jr. episode. Uh the the uh I was about to say all my children. No, that's a soap opera. The Married with Children podcast. All right. 
to how how can folks get a hold of you? How can they get a chance to listen to the show? Uh, to shoot, 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 shoot you, 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 I gave you that one freebie earlier uh, with your uh, uh, promotion. Like a shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, but this, this is this is this is your dedicated plug time. Hit me oh, with I- it. Thank you so much for that, Brett. Well, so yes, as you previously said, I am one of four uh, co-hosts of the Married with Children podcast. Um, we do have a Facebook page. If you just type in the Married with Children podcast, you will uh, see our Facebook page. Uh, if you Google search Married with Children podcast, you will see our old Horophilia page. That's the network that we were on. We've recently updated that because Horophilia is shutting down. So there will be a link on that uh, page to that. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts at Married children and also we have a patreon www.patreon.com slash mary with children or no ma'am which is the group in the show that al bundy is a part of so no ma'am uh you can find us on twitter at no ma'am wcp um uh, also, but there'll be a link to our Twitter page as well on uh, on the Facebook page. We go through the uh, show, the Mary with Children. Mar- the Mar- <laughs> we go sh- we go through the entire show, Married with Children, um, chronologically, starting with the first episode. There are already seven full seasons out there with the crew that did the podcast before me and my other three friends took it over when the first crew had to stop. It's uh, really, really good. They set an amazing um, performance. There are clips of the episode in there. Uh, fun games uh, that have been played on there. Uh, we have, for patrons that want to join, we have an interview with Amanda Beers, who plays Marcy and also is a director of several episodes. Um, I'm in contact, hopefully, with um, Ed O'Neill and Christina Applegate's agents trying to get interviews with them as well. Those will be popping up. And uh, it's just a great group page. Um, I've met many good friends on there, people from all around the world. Uh, and the show is just it's under it's underrated. It's a very good de- deconstruction of toxic masculinity and kind of the craziness of straight mm, cis monogamous marriages and uh, how they came up in the late in the late 80s to early 90s. And I think you guys have a lot of fun with it, too. And the show that uh, you mentioned at the beginning that I haven't released yet <laughs> is uh, called Black and White All Night. I'm creating that myself. It's a podcast that reviews all films in the black and white cinema, all the way from the silent age to modern films like Kill Bill and Death Proof. Sorry I used both Tarantino ones for the modern film, but he's the only auteur that I'm noticing this going into that. But yeah, it's going to go through and through on black and white cinema and why these films chose to be in black and white, or if they didn't choose it because black and white was the only thing available at the time, how these (laughs) films, you know, are, you know, how they, how they hold up nowadays and what's the difference and how they might look differently in color. It's all going to be dropping in late 2000 and uh, 2021. I hope to be producing the first episodes in January. I've got a Patreon called Black and White All Night and a website called blackandwhitenot.com. So thank you very much for these plugs there, uh, Brandon. Uh, uh, so so Tyler, 
Jesus. Um, all right. Well, uh, I will let Don't you take the Lord in names in vain, Brandon. Or you won't get into heaven with all the raccoons. No, he'll 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 he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> uh, I'll just uh, I'll just uh, sneak under the gate at at the end of it. <laughs> but... yeah, Peter will push you under. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! Th- thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you. Thank you for for supporting me. Thank you for supporting all my shows and. Everybody who's listening to this, make sure you go out and support Tyler's shows. Uh, All the links will be in in the show notes. And again, Tyler, thank you so much for coming on the episode. Thank you so much, Brian. I had an amazing time. I'm very, very happy you finally let me on. This has been, this this was great. I, I can't thank you enough. I had so much fun. And there it is. There it is. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you for Tyler for coming on the show and 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 talking to me about faith. Don't get it. Don't get into those conversations very very often. So I appreciate it. If you want to get a hold of the show, a few ways you can do that: facebook.com slash s four y a podcast, Instagram s four y a underscore podcast, Twitter also s four y a underscore podcast, or email s four y a podcast at gmail dot com. And of course, you can hit up every episode of this show on the website apatheticenthusiasm.com also if you'd like to support monetarily you don't have to but we have a patreon patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm uh there are lot, lots of benefits over there uh, for this show for apathetic enthusiasm the titular show and our rick and morty podcast interdimensional rss so check that out everyone love you appreciate you and hope to see you or talk to you or have you be heard. But it doesn't matter. I'll see you next time. Bye.